This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. Reading in the, uh, the book of Ephesians, chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, starting at verse 16. Um, while you're turning there, I kind of want to give you a little bit of a backstory on, on what, where we're at. Um, the Apostle Paul He's uh, praying and believing with the church of Ephesus. And uh, he spent a little over three years with, and, with them, and he's been giving them kind of a little bit of insight, just trying to help them along as they grow and, and really get them to, to look at their own lives and, and realize some things that they maybe haven't realized before. And so if you see it in verse 16, it's on the screens if, uh, if you don't have it yet. Uh, it starts out by saying, I pray that one of the glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through a spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high and deep is the love of Christ. Anybody thankful that it's, it's almost impossible to understand how long, how wide, how deep is the love that Christ has for me. Come on, I, I mean, seriously, that passage, that gets, me, that gets me a little bit excited because you try to think of a God, a God that is enormous, power, powerful, beyond measure, that loves me that much as far as the east is to the west, as deep as the ocean, as far as the eye can see, and then some, my God loves me and loves you the same. Isn't that incredible? But there's more. There's more. You think that's enough, but if you, if you read the very next verse, God's very, very, I mean, Paul is, is really trying to teach the church at Ephesus, hey, there's more to that. It's bigger than what you can see. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Immeasurably more. More than we can ask or imagine. More than we can comprehend. My God does more. When I feel like I can't, my God gives me more strength so that I can. When I feel incapable, my God gives me more capability so that I can. When I feel like I can't pay the bills, my God figures out a way to surprise me with provision so that I can. When things at home or within my friendships or maybe even at my school seem bleak, my God gives me more peace and more Hope, my God, is immeasurably more than I can possibly imagine. Man, that just gets me fired up. It does. It gets me excited to know that I got, have a God that is immeasurably more. That almost seems too good to be true sometimes, to be honest with you. Today, we, with just a few short minutes that I have with you, I, I wanna talk to you just about that. 
the more. And I have a, I have a little prop back here. I had it hidden. Got a yardstick. Yardsticks. It's got some inches on it. It's used to, to measure, right? And um, I, think, I think if you're anything like me, you're kind of driven by measurement. Like if, if somebody refers to you a restaurant, for me, this is the first question that I ask. Okay, on a scale of one to 10, how good was the food? And if it's anything before a seven, I'm like, okay, that's awesome. I ain't going there. I know, I'm, I'm not gonna eat there. We're like that, aren't we? Or like, hey, how good was that movie? Was it, was it good? Yeah, it was awesome. Was it the best movie you've seen all year? No, I ain't paying 11.50 for that. No. We, we, we tend to, to live our lives and we put things to the measuring stick. And we, we could try to evaluate its worth and what it could potentially be. Uh, to kind of talk about me for a second, um, I'm 5'11 now, uh, but growing up, I was the shortest and smallest and least athletic and just everything that you can possibly imagine kid growing up. I was that young, nerdy, little you know, four foot tall in sixth grade. No, I wasn't that short, but I was pretty short in sixth grade. And so um, I really started to notice it as I was getting older, and uh, I noticed that girls were taller than me. Um, and then I started really having a crush. As a matter of fact, I'm lucky enough to finally win the girl over I've had a crush on since I was eight years old, and that's Sabrina. If you got to meet her, she's a lot prettier than me. Um, she was taller than me in the sixth grade. And it wasn't, I mean, you guys ever had that sibling or that niece, nephew, uh, where they're, they're the smallest thing known to man, but they act like they're a giant, like they can take on the world, they can do everything, they can jump on anything, like they act like they got all the bronze and, and just can do anything. That was me. I, I, for the longest time, I wasn't afraid of nothing. But I didn't, I didn't really notice my height until girls started to become a thing for me. And then I started to notice. When I would go to youth group and I'm looking at my crush and all her friends like this. And let's just say I didn't quite measure up. I didn't quite measure up. So having a crush on a girl, obviously that means you wanna be wherever she's at. And um, remember I mentioned that I was a, not the most coordinated or athletic kid uh, growing up. Um, Sabrina and all the girls loved to go ice skating and it felt like we went ice skating every weekend. And um, any fellas in the room, any guys in the room that, would, that just humiliated yourself for a girl? Like you guys ever do that? Just me? Okay, good. Um, makes me feel better. Sabrina was going ice skating, so that meant I'm going ice skating too. That's what that meant. And so we're ice skating. While they're ice skating, I'm... I don't even know what I was doing, moving inches. I mean, they're taking laps, these girls are taking laps. And they're saying, hi, Manny, hi. And about every five minutes, I'm falling on my butt. So it took me about five years to get back on an ice skating rink. And to this very day, I can't ice skate, but I got the girl. <laughs> Still worked out for me. I mean, I just remember before my growth spurt, thank God for the growth spurt. I just remember always not feeling like I measured up. I, I put myself to the stick. 
And I thought, man, I, I, don't, I don't quite measure up. I think we all do that, don't we, in our lives? When we look at our text, Paul is looking at the church of Ephesus. He's telling the Ephesians, if Paul was here, I think he'd tell us the same thing. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, we should try to spend some time in our lives measuring what's actually immeasurable. Man, that don't make sense. How do you measure something that is immeasurable? Maybe we get so caught up in the things that we can see, all the lengths and the widths and the heights of our lives, all the goods, the bads, the uglies, if that's even a word. And we get so focused on the measuring stick. We, we put the measuring stick to things. We get so focused on that. See, Paul has been with this church for three years and all he sees them is just measuring themselves in comparison to everything. I know you're measuring, like me, your waist size. I know you're measuring your bank account and your popularity, your talent, your athleticism, your intelligence, and your work ethic. You're measuring your jobs, your promotions, or maybe lack thereof. We're, we're constantly putting the stick of measurement on everything. But Paul encourages the people to see glorious riches, like it says in the text. See glorious riches of God. And it says those riches and power, the inner being inside of me. See, you can have a lot of stuff, but it doesn't mean you're rich. You can have no stuff and it doesn't mean you're poor. And the person that you feel sorry for because they don't have as much stuff as you may actually feel sorry for you. Or maybe, we'll flip it, the person you're envious of is miserable. God says there are richer things, but they're things that are unseen. There are things that you can't quite put to the measuring stick that I have for you, Amen. that I wanna give to you. But you're so caught up in measuring everything that you don't even want to see the things that you cannot measure. And God is saying, I have immeasurably more for you. You just don't know it yet. Paul said the scripture, how high, how deep, how long is the love of Christ? It is immeasurably more than I can imagine. In my personal walk, this has challenged me. This is a, a scripture that I've been studying as I've been taking this new trip into student ministry all by my lonesome, feeling that, that measuring stick, growing up or running through an environment with friends that are more successful and less successful and just constantly putting myself to the measuring stick, just like when I was in the sixth grade, trying to feel like more. And I thought, how, how easy would it be for me to be able to communicate something that I feel. It's a, it's a challenge for me. And I know it's a challenge for everybody. It's life. Sometimes we get so caught up in what we measure in the material and in the natural and we forget that we're blessed beyond measure. Somebody look to your neighbor and tell them, you're blessed beyond measure. Beyond measure. 
Don't measure yourself by what you see. Because there's much more to you that you're not allowing yourself to see. See, the only person that can really measure the true weight of what you're made of is who? God. And the identity we find in him. He's a difference maker in every circumstance and situation that we find ourselves not measuring up. Even on the ice skating ring. He's the difference maker. Church is what got me my girl. Amen. Uh, you see the nation of Israel back in the day, okay? They were looking around and measuring up themselves to other nations when they finally got their place and they were established. They wanted to feel legitimate. They wanted to feel like they were there. You know what I mean? They, they arrived. They, they looked around and they, they saw all these, these nations around them. They have kings. And God for the longest time said, oh, well, I'm your king. No, 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 no. I want... I want somebody I can see, God. I want somebody I could, I could put the stick to, you know? I want to I I measure up. And just like any parent, with a kid nagging, I want, I want, I want, what does God say? Fine, I'll give you a king. I'll give you a king. And then you got a king. And if you'll look in 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 2, it, it tells us, Kish had a son named Saul. As handsome as a young man can be found anywhere in Israel. And he was a head taller than anyone else. Read that. And he was a head taller than anyone else. Isn't that crazy how the Bible just has these little bits of information that you completely overlook. But if you just look a little bit closer, God's trying to reveal something to you. When I read that verse... When I saw a head taller, I instantly thought, wait a second, there's something there. See, Israel looked around and wanted to be like everybody else. They put their, their country, they're God's people, mind you, but they still felt the need to put themselves to the measuring stick. And they said, we want a king, but we don't want just an ordinary king, we want the best. Hey, the tall guy in the back, you're the king. You're handsome, you, you fit the measuring stick. You're number 10 on the list, let's do it. Out of 10, you're a 10. Let's do it. And so they do. They, they pick Saul. How'd that turn out? <laughs> King Saul did well for a while, but what happened? Find out that he grows impatient. Eventually becomes disobedient. He measured up to the stick, but he wasn't true. Everything that we thought we saw, everything that we thought we measured on the stick, we thought, okay, Saul's going to make it. Saul's going to do great. He measures up. But there are things that God can see that we cannot see. And even though we kind of pushed God's hand, God, I think, was trying to prove a point. I see that you got somebody that measures up, but there are things missing. You won't see them. You will soon. Bishop Braun has a saying, I've, I know you've, said, you've heard it a million times, there's two ways to learn, and I'll tell you which one will cost you more. We get ourselves in trouble with this stick sometimes, I think. We get our nation in trouble, Israel did, with this stick sometimes, I think. And little do we know it, God is saying there is so much more, there is immeasurably more that you do not understand or can fathom. 
and you do not see it. I hope you guys are, you guys, you guys still here with me? Saul so wasn't true. So we, get, we get caught up in life and, and we measure with a stick. Everything, everything. Many years later, God wanted to replace Saul. For those of you that know the story, probably know where I'm going. He was tall, but, but he wasn't true. So we find the prophet Samuel out looking for the new king and before him he sees a few brothers all lined up. Guess what? They're lined up from the tallest to the shortest. And I could just see the prophet Samuel taking up the stip. Okay? All right? All right? Surely it's the tall one. Surely that's the new king, right? It's the one that, that fits in the measuring stick. It's the one that that's cookie cutter, the one that any, it's obvious, right? Because this is where we define our measurement. It's obvious. It's that one. And it's so beautiful what, what the Lord tells Paul in verse seven, chapter 16, verse seven of 1 Samuel. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance, look at that word, or his height, <laughs> for I have rejected him. Wow. Another reference in the Bible it's funny how that correlates. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord, the Lord looks at the heart. You guys, remember in grade school, there's multiple ways to measure, right? You can measure with a stick, or you can get the weight. Let's see. That ain't right, this thing's broken. It shouldn't be on the right side, Pastor Tommy. It's on the right side. Too many tacos. Anybody else run away when they see this? Anybody else in the room like that with me? I'm serious. There are way too, it's the floor. It's got to be the carpet. I am not 260 pounds. I might be, I don't know. Sabrina's a pastry ship. Man, here's a good question. How many times have you gotten yourself into trouble just looking at the appearance or the height? How many times have you gotten your tr yourself in trouble looking at the appearance or the height? How much trouble has your measuring stick gotten you? We're constantly looking at everything through our measuring stick, but I don't know about you, I wanna know heaven's measurement for my life. I wanna know what the immeasurably more looks like. Because this looks really limited. You guys ever try to measure something really long? You get, try to get two tape measures down, you get the duct tape, tape it down. Am I the only one again? <laughs> only one? You're limited. You're limited to man's measurement. Heaven's measurement is really different. Let's look at that verse again. Go ahead and throw it up there. Don't look at where you're used to looking at because that'll get you in trouble. But pay attention to what I can only see. What does the Lord see? But the Lord looks at the what? The heart. See, the heart's a very tricky thing. The heart is a thing that's hard to measure, I think. Because we can do things. I mean, we can read our Bible daily, have chapters, whole chapters memorized. But is it, is it really 
solidifying the relationship with God or is it just something you know? It's hard to measure that. We try, we try to put the stick to it, but only God could see the deep realms of our heart, right? Those, those types of things that are, they're hard to measure. Even here in a church service, we, we can invite people to the altar and they can accept Christ, but, but really we don't, we don't know the real impact or life change until we see the rest of the story. It's, it's just a moment in time. It's only things that we can see and measure. But God, God says, no, 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 no. I don't just look at who's taller and the things that you see. I, I got something that's immeasurably more. And it's the heart. It's the heart. People measure height, but God, God measures the heart. It's about to get real busy for all of us. I know it. For those of you that are parents, fall semester's going on, head back to school this week. Holidays are right around the corner. Some of us, we're taking summer vacations and we're about to go into the long back grind, into the work force. And I think, I think we find ourselves in this constant trial. I think we've pretty much measured everything. I think God's kind of tired of us. Just like Paul, he's looking at the church of Ephesus. I'm kind of, you're measuring everything. You've been doing that. You've been doing that for years. You've got that covered. But there's more to see here. There's, there's more to look at. But God is saying, if you could just not focus on the outward appearance, but, but see what's in you, what I've put in you. See, I created you. I formed you in your mother's womb. I gave you every gift, every talent, every thought, every emotion. See, I'm the one that made your heart in all the deep realms that lie in it. I know all about you. I know more about you than you know about you. I know immeasurably more about you than you know about you. And, and God is saying, there's more. There's more. So I've got a scale. And like I said, probably been eating too many tacos. But uh, that's the thing about the heart. You can't, you can't get a measuring stick to it, but you can. You can use a scale. You can. You can really see it and what it's made of and what it can do, what you can really do. Your, your true potential of your heart, and this is a scary word, just like it's scary to see the honesty, the truth behind the weight of everything. But the beautiful thing about the scale, it represents honesty. It represents the truth. See, that thing, I think, can trick you times, at times. I think that thing can kind of get you a little frustrated. See, God decided to choose somebody different than Saul. See, Saul was a measuring stick type of man. He measured up. In his life, he measured up. I can see Saul with David. When David's about ready to go for Goliath, oh, go ahead and put my armor on. See how that works for you. I know it won't fit. Uh, David, you're, you're kind of young. You don't, I can see Saul putting the measuring stick on David. You're kind of young. I don't, I don't think you're going to quite measure up. And David's like, no, let me at Goliath. I got this. But Goliath, he's like 10 feet tall, David. You, you're not, not going to do it. Can't happen. 
David didn't measure up by anybody's standards. Anybody's standards. He was just a boy. But Saul did, right? Saul was taller. But what did that verse say? I think, I, I think it said that God looks at the heart. And if I remember correctly, somewhere there's a passage that says David was a man after God's heart. Hmm. Again, there's another correlation there. See, God said, okay, you got yourself a king and because you got your measuring stick out, you got yourself in a pickle. But I know where the real weight lies and that's a man with heart. I know what I can work with and that's a man with heart. And don't get me wrong, you can read it. David, David had his issues too, okay? <laughs> David has some problems. But God says, I can, I can work with a man that's heart is after me more than I can work with a man that seems to measure up everything that's after this world. And I think God is trying to reveal something to us here. Where, where do you measure yourself? How do you measure your life? When difficulty comes, do you pull out the stick? Well, this, this job ain't gonna make it for me. I, I might as well just quit and figure something else out. Ah, uh, my kids will always be that way. And all of a sudden, we step off the scale, we put the measuring stick, and we find ourselves only amounting and only believing and only trusting things that we can see. But if we're honest with ourselves and we look at who created us and all the weight that he's put in our heart, all of the abilities and the trust and the fact that he can do more. See, our God can do immeasurably more in our what? Inner being. His love, where does our love reside and where does God's love reside in our heart, is so far, so long, so deep, so wide. Are you following me this morning? God is saying, I need you to really start looking at your heart because that's where I can do more. And if you focus your time and attention on less things that you can measure with the stick and you focus your time and attention on the relationship, the man after God's heart, watch what I can do in your life. I can make you king and I'm the one that puts you there. When you feel like you don't measure up anymore, guess what? Everybody thought David didn't measure up. David goes out, kills the lion. David goes out, kills the bear. David goes out, kills Goliath. David goes out, he becomes king. See, everybody was looking at David and they said, no, Goliath, Goliath has the height advantage, but David's like, no, man, I got the weight advantage. <laughs> I got God on my side. What are you talking about? Yeah, he's taller than me, but man, I could take him. I weigh more than him because God is now here and God is the way that I measure myself. Because my God is immeasurably more than anything Goliath or a lion or a bear or, or a nation can throw at me. My God, he is immeasurably more. As I close, I want to answer two questions with you. That's it. Two questions. See, it was painless. But he's probably thinking, oh, man, the youth pastor is going to come and preach. Two, really painless. We'll get you out of here, get some ice cream, and we'll go eat. Two questions. You guys okay with two questions? The first question is, how do I measure myself? 
It's like you're saying not to use the stick, and, and, and I get what you mean with the whole weight thing, but like, how do I get past trying to use the stick? Because I can only see things that I can see. How do you, how do you measure the immeasurably more, Manny? There's two ways. And like Bishop Ron said, I think you need to decide for yourself. When the time has come for everyone on this earth to pass on, this is, this is your little gauge right here. This is, this is the way that you measure. When it's time on this earth where you're like, okay, it's over, I'm done. What will people remember about you? I know that's a big question. Let me see if I can help. Let me see if I can help. What will people remember about you? Is it what you held? Is it the job that you occupied, the house that you owned? Is it the social status you achieved, the financial bracket you're standing in? Is it all the friends that you had, all the people that you met, all the successful businesses? How do you measure yourself? When you leave this world, where, 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 do, where are people gonna measure you? When you leave this world, are people going to take the stick to you? And that's, that's who you are. Are you going to be Saul? Oh. Are people going to remember you in history like Saul? Are you a stick man? Are you, are you a stick woman? Or the scale here. Is it by the weight of what we did in life? Is it by what we instilled in our family? in our legacy, in our grandchildren? Is it by how the, we talk to people? Here's a big one, who we led to Christ. When was the last time you asked yourself that question? What impact did you leave? Is it, is it, is it the world's standards or is it, is it God's standard? As we, as we continue on, I hope this is something you remember for the rest of the year and hopefully the rest of your life. When you say, how do I measure myself? How do I measure more? How do I get to the place where God gives me immeasurably more than I can imagine? What are you doing? Where, where, where are the things that are important to you? If you're spending more time grabbing the stick and making everything work out, that's what you'll end up with. But if you're spending more time growing in your relationship with God, Letting people know who God can be for them. Instilling value, hope, love, peace in our homes, our families, our schools, our workplaces. Those are things that can last. Those are things that, that, that are immeasurably more. Those are things that God can work with. Those are David things. Are you going to stand on the scale and be like David? To where, yes, you know what? There's some blemishes on the record. But the claim is he's the greatest king Israel's ever known and the man that's after God's heart. God had favoritism on David. Not because he was perfect, because he stood on the scale time and time again. Every test, every challenge, every time he felt like he wasn't measuring up, he goes, I'm measuring up. God's on my side. I got the heart advantage. I got the weight advantage. I remember middle school like it was yesterday, honestly. I know that sounds really bad, but it's true. I remember as soon as I walk into, it's just, I lived in this fantasy world in elementary school. Everybody was so nice to me, but as soon as I walked into school, it's like somebody gave me a measuring stick. 
and said, okay, now what clothes are you going to wear? What shoes are you going to have on your feet? Who are you going to be? Are you going to be in the in crowd or the out crowd? Are you going to be a smart kid? Are you going to be an athletic kid? I felt like as soon as I kind of stepped that first step into adulthood, I know that doesn't really seem like adulthood, but you're making your own decisions, starting to choose who you're going to be. Instantly, I was handed a measuring stick. And nobody gave me any indication that there's a scale to. My life, for the longest time, was defined by the stick. It's a, it, and, and it never ends. You graduate, you go to a school, you go to a workplace, you retire, your circle of friends, no matter where you are, it's always like people are just handing you the stick. How do you measure? It's like people are coming to you and putting this stick to you. Okay, what, what's your title? Who, you, who are you? It never ends. And nobody, nobody, thankfully my parents were doing it at home, but nobody said, hey, there's a scale too. Nobody taught me that there's, there's a lot more to focus in here than out here. What are you going to be defined by? And the second question is, as I close, how do I measure opportunity? How do I measure opportunity? I know how David did it. The guy that took the throne from Saul. David was a man that was after God's own heart. He put the stick up to David. Saul put the stick up to David. And all he saw was a young boy. But when God put the scale on David, he saw a king. And David took every opportunity that he had to prove to the world and everybody else in his circle. See, David saw that a nation needed him. His brothers were there on the battlefield. His brothers needed him. If he don't go out and fight Goliath, they're going to lose. Nobody wants to stand up to him. Everybody's taking the stick. Man, he's too tall. He's too big. He's too scary. David said, no. This is my, this is my shot. This is my opportunity to, to really put into practice everything that, that I've been learning this far. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. That's weight. Gotta work all things for the good that loves him. That, that's weight. Are you hearing me this morning? David saw every opportunity that he can make known that God is on him side. He didn't get scared at, in adversity. He didn't get wavered. It wasn't in David's DNA. You wanna be king? Okay, I'll be, I'll be king. Let me play on my harp real quick though. David saw every opportunity to, 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 to know and to let others know, let the world know, let a nation know, let Goliath know. <laughs> I got this. Because Goliath, the devil, the enemy, the adversity, the fear, the worry, the anxiety, the new school year, the new work year, retirement, I didn't even plan for it. The giant in my life, I know you're there. I know it's coming. I know it's difficult. But I, I'm David. I got the weight advantage. Nothing you can do can stop me. Send a lion. Send a bear. Send a Goliath. Send sickness. Send, send some pain. Send some worry. Send some anxiety. I got it. Because I ain't measuring my life 
by this stick because this, this world is not my home, guys. And if I focus on everything to make this right, I'll miss this and my eternity is gone. <laughs> Come on. Don't get so caught up when the adversity comes to measure it and measure yourself to it. And you're like, oh, oh this is going to be bad. This is going to be difficult. Don't get caught up in that. The Bible says he works all things for those that love him, for those that have heart towards him. That's the good. That's the bad. That's the ugly. That's the really ugly. That's the, oh, my goodness, ugly. I work all things for the good that love me, that have heart, that trust me. Will you stand with me this morning? I'm going to pray and and we'll go and get some immeasurably more ice cream in our bodies. With every eye bowed and or with every eye closed and every head bowed, I don't think you can bow your eyes. I want you to picture a giant in your life. Where's that Goliath? I want you to do a little multitasking here, okay? Also take the measuring stick to yourself. All the things that you just wish weren't. I wish I wasn't this. I wish I wasn't that. I wish I could be this. I wish I could do that. I want you to take that measuring stick and I want you to think about that as well. I know this kind of sounds silly, but I want you to just imagine throwing that stick away. Just toss it away. Get rid of it. And look at Goliath in the eye. And I want, you, I want you to feel the weight, like the scale. I want you to feel the weight of the immeasurably more power that God has for you. Strength, peace, understanding, wisdom. You are, with the power of the Holy Spirit and who God is, immeasurably more than anything that God could ever bring or that uh, the enemy could ever bring to your life. You are immeasurably more. And even though it doesn't make sense to the yardstick, even though it may seem like the enemy's got the height advantage, you have the weight advantage and you will win. Because we have a God with a love so wide, so deep, so long, as far as I can see. Lord, I thank you for every person in this room, Father. I thank you, God, for being the God of more, God. We can measure more now in our lives. God, I pray that everybody here just throws away the stick, Father. That we focus, God, on you. See, God, you're the difference maker. When we don't measure up, you fill in the gap. You're the author and perfecter of our faith. You are more, God. When we are less, you give more so that we can overcome. Father, we're thankful for a God that loves me that much. And even though I can't fathom God, I can't even try to make up and believe how much you love me, God. I'm thankful for it regardless. And God, when, when I'm done on this earth, Father, I, I pray, God, that I do everything that I can 
to be weighed by the scale, Father, and not by the stick. Because I know that I'll get the most out of this life and I'll enjoy the next one. If I do just that, God, let me be like David. Father, we love you. Father, we love you. And thank you, Father, for loving me and making me finally measure up. In Jesus' name, everybody says, amen.